Like I got arrested for a ball sack prank where I had a fake ball sack and some old couple thought I was exposing myself to them. And then that's how I kind of, how I met my wife too. She was, stop. I was, oh, stop it, stop it. <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm Thomas Dopaziola, whatever you want to call me. Welcome back to the Dope As Usual podcast. I am here with my co-host, Marty O'Neill. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up, guys? We have a very special guest today. I'm sure if you watch YouTube, you have seen this man's face on your suggested page, because I know I see it every single day. This is uh, the Tommy G episode. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. Appreciate it. And your first actual sit-down interview style. Yeah, I'm going to be on my best behavior. Nah, it's fine. Well, you walked in here talking about Bluetooth and all kinds of crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, boner pills is the first thing we mentioned, but I think we're off to a good start. Yeah. Yeah, so um, real quick, the first time I ever saw you, because Marty brought it up when they brought it up, like, you want this guy on the show? I'm like, oh, I've seen your face. And I said, who is this? It was the Kia Boys thing kept popping up all over my feed because mm -hmm. uh, we talk about it often. I don't really watch that much YouTube, mm -hmm. even though I'm on YouTube. Yeah. So when I saw it, I'm like, wow, this fool's doing Vice-style shit without the Vice-style budget. That's a great summary of what I do. When <laughs> I, I was it. in high school and college, I was watching the shit out of Vice. Like to see people that go into the mines with children and watch child labor, or they hang out with a Russian billionaire. I was like, that is the coolest channel in the world. And now we get to do run and gun, small crew, find crew. My, my goal is to put out the craziest documentaries on YouTube. And that Kia Boy one was the one that put me on the map for sure. Dude, um, real quick, what was the first... I need to know because every time we talk about this or talk to a new person, what was the first thing that popped in your head and goes, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go talk to some criminals? Hmm, I guess I'm endlessly fascinated by humans. There's so many people out there, whether you claim to be a witch or you're a gangster or you're worth $100 million. Like, there's just so many interesting people out there. And I've always been the guy, like I keep a list in my, in my room where it's like ideas that could change my life. And the Kia Boy one was uh, on that list, you know, filming with a tribe in the jungle, filming this, filming that. So I'm always trying to keep in mind what I think is going to be like, wow, this is a wild idea. I definitely want to try and find a way to get in there. Because a lot of these com communities are harder to get into, you know? Of course. Yeah, getting an in into any of these communities is like the biggest thing before actually facing it and going and doing it. Yes. Right? Yeah. As somebody that's just, you know, in Milwaukee living your life, was that... Like, how hard was that to do to be able to get into all these different places and have access and be safe? Well, to give you a little background how I came up. So I came from the whitest suburb of Illinois, a, a town called Crystal Lake. and Crystal Lake? Yes. Like Jason, Friday the 13th? Maybe they named it after that. I don't know. But no one, as far as I know, I, Jason never tried to murder me when I was growing up. And then I went to wrestle at University of Wisconsin-Whitewater, and I got a job offer in Milwaukee. And what they gave me was... The, I, it was a sales job. I was helping out small business owners and they gave me the hoodest zip codes they possibly could. Like 53206 uh, is the most incarcerated zip code in the country. Six out of 10 dudes walking around have been to jail or prison. So these are some real deal pockets. And so I threw myself into that world and I got comfortable in the streets. And so, um, and it's interesting, like I initially thought that job was a waste of time. Like, oh, it's a stupid corporate job. I'm wearing my little monkey suit with my tie. Why am I here? Why am I doing this? But that five years gave me the savings to invest into all my equipment and get my startup, but it also gave me uh, the confidence to go into these areas and be very calm, cool, and collected. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting how things that you didn't think were going to be part of your path in life end up being. 
All of it's the building blocks. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes you don't see it until a little bit afterwards, but yeah. it's a beautiful the thing. Self-reflection after yeah. years later is always the funniest. Were like, you doing your prank videos at that point? Yeah, I, I was doing, I managed not to get fired for many years while doing prank videos. Like I got arrested for a ball sack prank, right? A fake ball sack. And some old couple thought I was exposing myself to them. And I'm How'd like- How'd you get arrested if it wasn't real? That's what I said. They, they, they came to my house and arrested me for uh, indecent Wait, exposure. You went home? After you post it and they arrest you for it after? No, I didn't even get to post it yet. I just went home after filming it and I got a uh, knock on the door from the Wauwatosa PD, dude. And How they know it was you? Uh, they got my license plate. They investigated So that shit's real. Let's just put that out there. You get the license plate. Did you have to show them the fake lives. balls and hey, explain? Dude. So yeah, they're like, they so come to the door and they're like, <laughs> and I'm like, guys, gentlemen, like I thought this was going to go over pretty easy. I'm like, gentlemen, this is pretty explainable. I'm just going to show you what that was. And they're like, whoa, 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 don't reach anything quickly. I'm like... Okay, like so I started I actually have it on YouTube. So I started filming for my own protection and then I showed them the fake ball sack and I thought that would be it. We'd shake hands, we'd go home. You know, they arrested me. They still took me in there. And then the guy when I was driving to jail, we were talking the whole time in the car and he was laughing. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's not gonna be so bad. And ended up being like a three hundred dollar ticket, but still like you saw the fake balls and you still got uh -huh. me. That doesn't make <laughs> sense to me. I feel like the the founding fathers put that in the Constitution somewhere that you right, can't get arrested uh, for a fake. You're the first it's creep the, they ever the, arrested. That's like no, honestly. And then that's how I kind of how I met my wife too. She was stop, I was, stop, it, stop it. So this was, so I was living in a duplex. I was the downstairs neighbor. She was the upstairs neighbor. No, we didn't talk that much because in the winter, I mean, maybe I see her when she's shoveling, but we had our own lives. But I remember she saw me get let out in handcuffs, and then I and then she um, offered to pick me up. And she thought I was like a, a pervert or something. And then, you know, COVID hit and I started working my magic and I have a, a wonderful wife. But uh, it's funny how different things in life connect, huh? Hold on. How the fake ball arrest got you your future wife is wow. the... I can't wait until you tell that story like at a wedding. To your kids. Oh. Explain it. My kids are going to be so proud of me. That was amazing, man. I, I'm still... I can't get over the fact That's you That's as poetic as it gets, isn't it? The really? fake ball meeting is great. That's a romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. Remember those New Year's goals you promised yourself you'd stick to? HelloFresh has taken the hassle out of dinner time by delivering fresh and easy to prepare ingredients directly to your door. Checkout lines, long trips to the grocery store, we all hate it. Get HelloFresh and it comes directly to your door, no more waiting in line. So spend more time doing the things you like to do instead of just trying to figure out recipes. With this HelloFresh, there's chef-crafted recipes for you delivered right to your door. HelloFresh saves so much time and money, it's so easy. There's over 40 weekly recipes to choose from, so my family always has exciting new flavors to look forward to every week. And as you guys know, not by looking at me, you couldn't tell, but I am vegan. I don't eat meat or anything like that. And HelloFresh does have vegetarian options. They have something for everyone, not just steak eaters and chicken eaters. They got every single thing for everyone. So if you want to be healthy and eat whole foods and live a manly lifestyle like Tommy G, HelloFresh to your door. So HelloFresh has teamed up with us at the Dope As Usual podcast to bring you an insane deal. Right now, if you go to HelloFresh.com forward slash YOLA65, that code word YOLA65 is going to get you 65% off your order plus free shipping. There's no excuses. Don't say, oh, I don't like cooking. I don't like it's already there. All you got to do is heat it up. Certain things that you can eat cold. Don't make any more excuses. It's the new year, guys. Go ahead and join HelloFresh. Use code YOLA65 to save 65% off your order and free shipping. So once again, thank you to HelloFresh for teaming up with the Dope As Usual podcast, America's number one meal kit. Can, can we go over a couple more of your titles here for some of your my I would favorite love pranks to. here? Small penis parking in the hood. 
Yes. Small penis parking. Poo in my hands. Starbucks poo. Yeah, so these were all, um, so as you can tell, I was making more elementary content and I was really just trying to make people laugh. And these ideas, I would like be thinking in my bed at night, I'd think of this, write it down, because it would make me laugh and I wanted to go do it. And um, there's an uh, old time prankster named Tom Mabe who makes the small penis parking sign. And I purchased it from him. And then I would go to places in the hood and pop up. The, so I'd pop up a, um, a sign in front of their car, wait till they go into the store, pop up the sign. And then when they come out, I'd be like, sir, uh, is that your spot? Because I actually have a small penis and I had to park over there. And uh, I've been threatened to be shot for that one, threatened to be stabbed for that. And I'm like, your penis it's, is probably, probably bigger small. than mine. It's probably small if they're about to shoot you over it. Yeah. That's what you notice is a lot of the people that get really mad about nothing are kind of chihuahuas. You know what I mean? Like a it's all bark. yapping and... Yeah. Mm -hmm. My bite's ankle. Yeah. But come on, like it's a little Parkinson's. Are most people, is the vast majority of people, like when you go do this shit in the hood, are they amused and they laugh it off or are they pretty pissed after? I try and do pranks that I would say 99, 90 to 95% of the people involved in it laugh. I don't want to try it. Like there's a lot of kind of mean spirited pranks I Cutting feel like these headphones days. headphones and shit. Yeah. Or like you totally make someone annoyed to the point where they freak out and then you like yeah. call them a Karen, even though you were being the douchebag. Mm -hmm. Like that to me is not a real. Prank. So I try and do stuff that, like, I went around with in a nurse's outfit and rubber gloves and offered people free colonoscopies, and most people laughed at that too. There you know, you so I try and do stuff that was, uh, you know, funny and gentle uh -huh. and silly. And then we got up to June of 2022 when the Kia Boys video came out, and, and that's when you decided to change it. Yes, everything changed. I always wanted to do documentaries, but I was scared. To, I had 80,000 subscribers at the time, and everyone knew me for prank videos. So I thought. If I switch to documentaries, am I just, I don't know if this is going to go well, but my channel was already kind of dying at that point. And then when I started putting out the documentaries, it has just been, it's just been mm -hmm. a lot of growth and a lot of fun. So it was a very deliberate plan where you were like, I'm going to map this out, make a change, take it in a different direction, and then it worked right away? Well, I knew, I knew I wanted to make it off of YouTube, but it wasn't really going anywhere. So I just, I came up with that list, ideas that can change my life. Mm. And I just started executing them. And that was, uh, so I got, uh, today's actually the anniversary of when I got fired from my corporate job. Oh, why did and, you get fired? Uh, I just probably wasn't the best pick. Oh, it wasn't the, like they saw you showing balls on YouTube. Or no, they, didn't, they had no idea <laughs> right. it existed. And they were a very buttoned Could up. Could you imagine <laughs> the buttoned up dude with a suit? Like, hey, after this, I'm going to go put fake shit on people's heads. <laughs> Needless to say, when they discovered my channel, because I was still doing pranks at the time, they were not amused. Like They were borderline horrified at some of the stuff they saw. Because I think the week I got fired and I actually told them, yeah, I have a YouTube, it was like glue on a keyboard that I was returning to Best Buy and being like, ooh, I had an accident on my keyboard. Can I return this still? And then they looked at me like I was a monster, dude. That's funny. But I got, I got, oh, it is, and I, I got fired from there. And so I told my wife, I'm like, Hey, look, give me six months. I'm going to do real estate full-time, YouTube full-time. In six months, if I'm not making X, I'll go back and get a real job. And about month four or month five, the Kia Boy video came out. And it was like, mm. yes. Wow. Because now I'm never going back to that world, dude. I can't. Like, now that you have the freedom on this side. I feel like, you. We've crossed over. A hundred percent. Yes. What does going into real estate mean for you? Like, what did that actually translate into you going out and doing? So when I was still uh, working, I've always been very interested in financial independence. So about four or five years ago, I bought my first property. I have a fourplex in Milwaukee. Nice. And then I, I got um, a duplex down the line. And then I got a partner that um, was really the money behind things. And we've been buying a lot of stuff in Milwaukee. We probably have 
35, uh, 40 doors right now. Damn. And so nice. I'm managing all of that. And um, so right when I got fired, then it was like, I, I was walking like 10, 15 properties a week and picking out the ones that work. And basically the, the hood of Milwaukee has some terrible fucking housing. If anyone's a reader out there, the book Evicted is one of my favorite books I've ever read. And it's about, uh, I believe it's a Harvard sociologist that goes undercover in Milwaukee for a few summers and just sees the slumlord scene and the the tenant scene and how bad it is. A few summers? Yes. And it's, it's, an, it's a remarkable book. And there's so much substandard housing. So basically our game plan is buy a, buy a duplex that's a kind of a piece of shit, totally remodel it, make it the nicest house. When we post it on Facebook, Zillow, we got a line around the block and we're property by property making the city better and more uh, stable. And so um, that's that's the real estate end. And now, I'm, now that I'm getting a little bit more mm-hmm. um, investment money coming, I'm getting building my own portfolio out too. Because if YouTube, we were talking before the start, uh, YouTube has been on a roll of demonetizing. Yes. Probably like 40% of my videos are demonetized. And I want to be in a position that if YouTube ever deletes my channel or just won't give me a buck, that I'm going to be fine regardless. 100%. And so real estate is that route for me. So that's what mm-hmm. most YouTubers or people that do social media don't do. So what I, you know, I started, you have to start different streams of revenue because yes. I, like I said, before we started, two months ago I got monetized. So before that, I loved making videos. Like you're saying, like it's just something I think I would like to do. So I kept doing it, but even though there's no money coming in, you have to have revenue coming in. And yes. yours is just happens to be the world's oldest revenue of yeah. owning land. I was just giving my daughter a pep talk because my wife's been in real estate forever. Mm-hmm. And my daughter's 14. And I was telling her, it's like, it's one of the best things you can do out of high school without going to college. If you're smart and you know how to go about it and yes. have a plan, that you can start, like you said, what, 2022 you started this? Yeah. And already you have all this going on. Yes. What other industry can you grow that quickly in? Yeah. And the other thing is that, and I want to encourage more tenants down the road to buy their own place because it's it's within reach, especially in Milwaukee. Guess what a guess what a duplex can go for in a in a tough area. Eighty seven thousand. Close. Yeah. We buy. We like to buy about fifty five k. Put about oh, twenty five. Put twenty five to thirty into it, and oh, we're all in just... about eighty to ninety on a duplex, and so. Like that's within reach. If you're using an FHA loan, three and a half percent down, you can work a factory job, 16 bucks an hour. Just don't, don't go to the it. club, cook food at home. Don't buy stupid luxury shit that's never gonna imp- like benefit Proof. your life. Buy the luxury shit when you're wealthy. But mm-hmm. that's a discussion for yeah. another time. Mm-hmm. Fam, yeah. how old are you? I'm 29. She got your head on your shoulders. I could see trying that. to man and trying quick, to because you mentioned it earlier. You wrestled. Yes. All right. 140s. 135s. Yeah, and uh, in junior high school, I was 135. And yeah, then when I, I was in college, it. I graduated at 165. I'm trying, to, trying to fill out this framework. 165? You know? Yeah. Do you put on 30 pounds in th- that year? But no, from junior high school to senior year of college. Oh, so five years. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you, you've developed yeah. the whole family. We wrestled. My uh, my little cousin Jojo won uh, state recently. In California, that's a big California deal. California won, dude. I'm He's a stud. The only per. Exactly. That's what I always say. You're the badass, dude. dude you I, win state in California, you're, you're a top dog for sure. Yeah. I wrestled, and as soon as I got to high school, because my dad wrestled, I was like, these singlets? I'm not. They're not for me. <laughs> like, dudes like you, like, you can wear singlets. Like, me? Uh-huh. I like the penguin when he didn't have his coat on. Uh-huh. I don't know if you remember Batman Returns, but that's how uh-huh. I felt. Like, ah, well, done. I saw him in a USA singlet challenging Seven foot tall, three hundred some pound dude. Yeah. Now, if you're going to college for wrestling, yeah, 
No one's taking you down <laughs> on the street. It's not going to happen. You can sprawl 16 times in a second by full, just uh -huh. head to the ground, head the to the ground. The biggest risk, I feel like, is if there was an MMA fighter out on that beach. So there's for uh, clearance or for, yeah. for everyone knows there was, I did a video, a thousand dollar takedown challenge on Miami beach. And, um, but like if a college lineman, a college football lineman was on the beach, anybody that's a, out there. I mean, that's a tough order to, you know, if Khabib and his family were hanging out there, <laughs> you know, that's a long day. Anomalies. Yeah. But we did bump into the biggest guy in the beach. And I felt like that was a perfect test because the, the goal of the video, obviously I should have won 99% of these, uh, situations. The goal is to show that you can use wrestling to take people down without hurting them and handle your shit. All day. You know, so I feel like we demonstrated that. How did that, that translate to jujitsu when you started doing it? Was it super easy or were you getting like fucked up? No, no wrestling is a perfect thing to start with to go into jujitsu because you have that one, everything starts on their feet. So you control where it goes because you can take people down. And then two, if you combine the pressure of wrestling with the finishes of jujitsu. So now I can be, I can pressure you and then I can find different ways to finish the fight. And so like the, the combination of the two are awesome. And it's also a way to train where I wish I got more into striking. I've done a little bit of kickboxing, but I'm not like comfortable. If someone asked me to do a boxing fight, I'd be like, ah, oh, let's just do MMA because I don't want to fucking get dinged oh, up all the yeah. time, you know? Face mm -hmm. But with the, with the two, I'll, when you, someone punches, that's when they expose themselves, go for the takedown, mm -hmm. keep it on the ground until you can get the tap. You're so exposed in your yeah. videos. Like you just kind of waited them out a little mm -hmm. bit. I mean, they're going for money too. They're trying. Yeah. And they couldn't <laughs> land any. And it's not like you're doing some Mayweather crazy. You were just looking for the opening, yeah. took them down, took their back, choked them out. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you watch UFC? At you would not be like, I, the hey, only sport I pay attention to. Okay. Really? Cool. Yeah. Oh, so we said last week uh, we got to start watching UFC again because I used to watch from UFC like two or three until 2011. Oh, so you're an original then, audience yeah, member. Yeah, and, and I gave up, but he's yeah. been watching heavy, and then I need to start getting back into it because it's just so damn fun. Dude, how can you not love it? Just people going to battle, and then like most of the time afterwards, too, the respect afterwards. Mm -hmm. I did one cage fight, and like it's funny how like before it's like, oh, I'm gonna kill this guy, but then as soon as it's over, like we we both had to go get our vitals checked out and just sit and you like you talk like your long lost brothers, and mm -hmm. then five minutes ago you were just trying to kill each other, and I feel like that's a really cool part about the sport is that like most of the people I know that could kick my ass wouldn't because they're you know, a fighter and they don't fight in the street for no reason. Yeah. And course. the people that are willing to fight at the drop of a hat, like I remember a guy tried to fight me in college once because I spilled a drop of his beer and it was like, buddy, $3 beer is not mm -hmm. worth getting a bunch of commotion over, you know? <laughs> like, come on. That's the way I like it. Uh, that's, the, that's how I avoid fights. Like, we would probably be friends. It's just... Can we give each other day. a pat on the back yeah. and I'll ask you about your hobbies or something? You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's exactly how fights could go away. Like, yo, I like your shirt. Yeah. I watch wrestling too. Yeah. Are oh, you froth? Dude. <laughs> you froth? You've ever played Wait. that one course? You know? What's that mean? Wasn't I heard that before? Frisbee golf. golf. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I heard yeah. this. Mm -hmm. Jay, Jay does it. Uh -huh. That's why it sounds familiar. So what do you think about McGregor coming back? We were just talking about John Jones coming back last episode. Since then, he's coming back with Michael Chandler. You know, your boy Khabib really did a lot to him. Like, I yeah. can't, it's hard to really... Sorry, for everybody out there, things were rude. You just said you have other videos to do. That's yeah, why I didn't give you a joint yes. right now. Yes. Okay, sorry, before we continue, I felt so If we were closer to the nighttime, I'd take a couple puffs and yeah, maybe... My bad, I mean, right. yeah, yeah. my bad. But Connor coming back, one, he's gotten big. That boy's been he's lifting some small. weights, oh, I know. He's got it in his face. Mm -hmm. And the fight he's coming back to, Michael Chandler, ooh, like, what a perfect fight. So the question is, can a man who's done it all 
have the the hunger and the ambition to come back. I think McGregor's a guy you can't really count out. Mm. Like he's a guy that I think even even worth a hundred million dollars, that guy will be. He might do the workout on his yacht, but that guy's putting in the time. That guy's very serious about his craft. Mm. And um, say what you want about McGregor too, but his era of his come up was one of, to me, the coolest moment in sports I've ever gotten to witness. Yeah, I agree. Damn, but, I missed Delson. That's right when I started watching the Chad Mendes era, yeah, right up through the is. whole Ronda Rousey era was yeah, mixed in. Rogan was really cracking right then. It was like a really cool time in sports and comedy and yes. podcasting. And yeah, so speaking yeah. of $100 billion, we saw you, I uh, saw a video that you interviewed or got to like day in the life, a $100 million man. Yes. So basically, you're at home and you have the coolest job since you like talking to people. You get to go and think what it would be like the beekeeper or what would it be like the farmer or whatever, whatever it may be. The $100 million man, I just started watching some of it. I didn't get to finish it yet. How was that day? I got to know because after about 20 mil, it's a different world, I think. Yeah, certainly. And. That, and that's how, like, we as a team operate is we're always just thinking of ideas. Keegan actually came up with that one. He's like, you should DM this guy. And I DM'd him, and then we set it up, like, a month or two later. And, wow. I mean, his life was different than I expected. I think we picture rich people, and they, like, have their little margaritas, and they have their butler, and someone's scratching their back. But this guy was a grinder. I mean, he loved working. He's probably a workaholic. I would definitely put him in that category. And... Uh, one of the houses, so he's a, he's big into real estate, but he also owns lots of businesses. Like for instance, if you're a successful roofing business, he might buy out your business and then keep you in place to manage it, but then take a cut of the revenue and, and mm. grow that way. But he also buys about a house a day in the Atlanta area. A house a day. Yeah. And we went to one of them he recently just bought. That's where it I got to. filled to so much trash. Like I don't know how, it was a hoarder house and I don't know mm-hmm. how someone even lived their life in that house, but he was in his sandals, Walking oh. in that house, and this guy's worth a hundred million healthcare. dollars. That's why he's like, well, I'll go to the doctor then. That's a whole. Oh, I was just listening to <laughs> talks about healthcare on the way here in a podcast, and how the government and the people that we've chosen to represent us are totally fucking us. And I, you guys, will be held accountable one day. But one day, yeah, one day. Like the Dwight Schrute. All right, you guys don't watch. Do you watch the Office? Damn it, I got to stop referencing shit. <laughs> My bad. Healthcare. Here All we right. go. But yeah, the hundred million dollar man. That's. That was such a cool topic, man. Because you don't get to see, I mean, unless you're balling, you're not watching YouTube probably. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh. They're coming for I you guys, that. I think. No, very season one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Built-in sound effects. Yeah. Um, okay, so I got to ask, with this Kia Boys shit, yeah. this, all this stuff that you started, and it kind of, I think the first day you it went off, you went, look how many views are on this thing. Especially coming from someone that does YouTube, I know you went, I may have something here. What is it? And then you watch it again and go, okay, I see why people are so interested. Even if it's even if you're watching yourself, you're like, okay, I can see why people want to watch this. And then you're not duplicated, but you're like, what vibe can I get mm. out again? What's the same like hook? What can I get? So you started going to the world's most dangerous city, the world's most da- or the most dangerous hood in Philly. So this, like I'm saying, this is like vice on the street yes. slash. Super nice dude. I, I just, I just. But what the, I like too is that is what you said is I want to make them unpredictable. Yes. You don't know what's coming next. Yeah. Like today we're dropping a video of snake catching in the Everglades. You know, and then where next, did you go? We went, we went to Florida Everglades to catch pythons, and the week before we were at a furry convention. The week before we were on the block with uh, one of uh, Kodak Black's artists, Little Cricks, and. 
that's the way we want our channel to be. Right now, like the hood videos are really popping off. The that's like the the majority favorite so far. But we also want a portfolio that like we did a little uh, graveyard ceremony with witches. Don't bother oh. watching. It was very underwhelming. And a thousand dollars to any witch out there that's actually legit. Call me. You're probably full of shit, but I'd like to go profile you. But um, our goal They're is. Full of shit. They're so full of shit. It's just like. Do they levitate? They don't levitate. I don't believe it. It's like a social club. Like it's like maybe kids that were outcasts in high school and they're not. They're looking for their own. Everyone's looking for belonging, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what a lot of these things are. The dirt bike gangs, the Kia boys, the witches, the furries. We're all just looking for a place to belong. We're looking for a tribe. We're looking for community. Just not all of us pretend to do magic like the witches. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. what this show's all be about. Yeah, hell yeah. Shorter. Like, oh, I shouldn't talk shit about the witches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're both like hanging upside down by our underwear in the Airbnb tomorrow. Well, wait, Airbnb? Where you, you don't live out here? No, I'm from. We flew in. I left 5 a.m. this morning and from Milwaukee. Stop it. Got the rental car from the airport. Stop, stop and get a poke bowl, and then I came here for you, fellas. Good shit. Oh, yes. we appreciate oh, that. Of no course. Way. And you were early? Yeah. I'm not going to name names, but there's some guests that live in LA that have been an hour and a half late. I appreciate you. Of course, brother. Well, then again, wrestling meets, you're not going to be late. You're on time and weighing in. <laughs> I'm ready. Mind. I'm a guy that yeah. likes to make things. I mean, this, just this trip alone, we have. We're filming five and a half videos, another half Whoa. we have to finish in Houston. And we got five podcast interviews because we're starting our own show. And nice. when we come back to LA, we'd love to have you on it. But, Good shit. Um, but we have this thing packed to the gills. And so we got to be operating. You know what I mean? You sound mm -hmm. like Marty. Yeah. Marty similar. has an hour by hour schedule too. Yeah. Now, sometimes when he's in LA, he goes to Compton and does sus bars. Oh, <laughs> sus bars. Oh, okay. The series. Yes. yes. That's, uh, that's one way to probably get punched. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, homo bars in Compton. I wouldn't recommend you do it every day, but um, it was that, those. So I had a, a series called Hella Sus Songs in the Hood, and that to me was one of the most fun series I ever got to do. It was just basically I would just be thinking of homo bars, and then I'd go and I'd spit it in front. I pretend to be like kind of a gangster, like yo, I'm the next up in this city. Oh, let me no. let me spit a couple bars for you, and then start out kind of tight, and then say some <laughs> stuff that's like. <laughs> What's going on it's here? Shit that hood fools are gonna be like, hey, no, not here. Hell no. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. No, I get it. that's that's just, it's just you had you gotta find what your your shit is. I was just doing random clips and vlogs. I'm like, you know what? Maybe telling a story or two. And that's mm -hmm. how my channel. I'm like, oh, you guys like real things, shit that happens. Like your channel, people. I'm not talking bad on any other networks, but there's a lot of people that go and do things like that. But I feel like you're not sitting there. Uh, not putting P. Diddy down, but all up in the video. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's more about yeah. the person. We both said he's a great presenter. He's yes. a great host at these ideas. Of exactly. And you're not glorifying, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. There's always the sense of, so let's break that down, what this kid just said. Like, what if I grew up there? Mm -hmm. I think it had all exactly. the time. I'm like, yo, yeah. where'd he grow up? All right, the difference then, man. between exploiting something different. and shining a light on something yes. and just letting the world see what it is. Exactly. Well, it's also fascinating. Like, I'm always interested in people that march to the beat of their own drum, and gangsters certainly fit in that category. Like, the stuff that some of those guys will do is just incomprehensible mm -hmm. to me. And to just ask them a little bit more about that, like, like how also, how are you guys, like, 
15 deep with guns out and no one is even like a little worried. When I was growing up and smoking weed and smoking spice in Illinois. Oh, smoking spice. That's true. I, the only reason I smoked it because it was legal at the time. But Her that stuff is terrible. Scary. Really scary. But I remember we were so scared driving in the car, like thinking a cop was going to be getting us. <laughs> These guys aren't even remotely scared when they're holding like the craziest guns ever. And it just is like, wow, tell me about that. How do we get know? here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you had situations go sideways when you go into these areas and people start acting weird? And... We've done a really good job of vetting our people. So I'll FaceTime call a guy three or four times. I'll have a phone call with him three or four times. I get a feel of who he is as a person. And I made a mistake earlier. I was, I was trying to do a video in a trap house. And I eventually went to a Chicago trap house where the guy sells fentanyl and heroin and crack and interviewed him and also had customers come in and shoot up in front of us. And that to me was like, I can't believe I'm here doing this, but this is an important thing to be doing because this is all over the country. Um, but I ended up, before I got that contact, uh, I had a guy, oh yeah, I'm the man, I hustle, blah, 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 blah. And I drove two hours to go see him and me and Miguel show up and there's nothing there. And he's like, well, actually it's my cousin, but he's not answering my his phone and he's an hour and a half away and I need the ride there. And I'm like, oh, he's a crackhead. <laughs> he was a wannabe. It's mm-hmm. crackhead shit too. Yeah, and, and, it, and it just like mm-hmm. so. I just want to make sure they're legit. Like if you say you you sell heroin, just when you're facetiming me, I want to see the little baggie or whatever the powder. What I just just I want to know that you're legit. So when we show up, it's already sketchy. It's already a little bit ridiculous that we're even coming here in the first place. I want to make sure me and my crew are going to be okay. I love my family. I love my home. I want to go there, you know, and get home and play with my dog Frank and hug my wife and. So, you know, I make sure that the people we go see are legit. Mm-hmm. We like the OGs. That's who we like to find. I want to see a bag. Let me see a bag. Oh, my no God. No more high schoolers. It, it's so wild. Imagine. <laughs> we made that rule. Oh, yeah. fuck. Because the, the Kia Boy video and the Most Dangerous City in America video were both kind of high school age kids. And these kids are so reckless, so yeah. wild, and, like, don't really have enough sense to, like know that they're really, really hurting people or care that they're hurting people. Like, it's kind of, that's one thing that I've been always trying to wrap my head around. Like, how do you not care that you just took a single mom's car? Now she can't get to work. Now she's going to get evicted. You don't yep. care at all. Or when the kid, when you were like, if that car would have hit me and I would have died, would you have cared? And he's like, honestly, I, really I wouldn't have cared less. Like, I'd have <laughs> not even noticed, basically. Yeah, yeah. she was you, That was kind of what up. was highlighted in that video. Aside from like, yeah, you can steal all these cars. And mm-hmm. I know where I'm from in Buffalo, like four or five teenagers just died doing that on the freeway. It was yeah. a big stealing thing. Stealing the car? Stealing the Kia, the whole... And then whole... high speed doing crazy reckless driving. Yeah. Do you, did you get any, like, did Kia notice that video or... How could they not have, dude? They, come on, they they're, did. They're, 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 Kian, they're, I've talked to two different lawyers about this because um, I was thinking about doing a follow-up story to the video. They are doing a class action lawsuit against Kia because there's a reason there's not Chevy boys right now. I mean, there's a clear system that they can exploit within a, a Kia car. And so um, I'm, I'm curious to know to the CEO of Kia, like, sir, what do you think about the video? You know, <laughs> but they they have to, they have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that was such a huge, I mean, thing that like something had to have come. They have yeah, to change so, something. something like, has to happen. I mean, if ocean spray is giving dog face juice over <laughs> some fucking viral video, I'm sure they're like, yeah, we might have to address this. Look at this guy's page. Look at this video. And what I hear is that the fix to make Kias not stealable is like a $100 part they have to install. So that's the thing with these companies. They have to choose the line between like, 
Are we going to really just try and maximize our quarterly returns here so our shareholders take us out mm-hmm. to France on a yacht? Or are Damn. we going to do the right thing? It's going to be 100 bucks a unit across 40,000 cars, but hey, we're going to do the right thing. You put that pressure on them. I mean, they're not kind of have to, you would think. Companies have been getting away with a lot of stuff <laughs> here in America. Time, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Question. Yes. How the hell did you go down there in the mole people shit? In Vegas. I'm going tonight, and I think about it all the time. Like Not to the tunnels, but to Vegas. Yeah, I'm not going to the tunnels. Yeah. Oh, I got a couple of contacts. If you're looking to sleep in the tunnels, oh, no. there's some exquisite experiences I can get you hooked up with. There's a bunch of different diseases just right at the door. Mm-hmm. No, dude. I, I, you ever watch Demolition Man? With Wesley doesn't, Snipes? Doesn't it's, ring a bell. Oh, damn. Well, there's mole people, too. And ever since I was a kid, I always thought, are people really live underground? Then I saw some shit like 10 years ago that there's a community down there. Mm-hmm. Your video is scary. Just knowing that you guys are in those damn tunnels. Hey, you want to talk? Bro, what? And I then wouldn't... you saw the weapons these guys Stop had? Stop it. You're going to get impaled down there. <laughs> and you were just wandering around like looking to bump into people basically, right? Yeah, like for the first probably 20 minutes of looking, it was like... I think there's something around. Oh, I think I heard a noise. Oh, I think there's a guy. Oh, wow. We just walked past a weapon. Like... Must be somewhere around the corner. And then finally, we use our heads and follow the trash. And once you follow the trash, then you go to where someone's living. That sucks. And, oh, something that is really, like, you never know the in, the impact that the internet can have. And so, you know, I put out that video. And um, I recently talked to the sister of Travis. He's the guy wearing the wrestling yeah, singlet. Yeah, yeah, the guy the that was sitting down, right? So they contacted me. And they're like, we're trying to find Travis, see if he's okay to be brought home. And... So I, you know, I, I connected with her and she said, yeah, we visited with him and he's not quite ready yet. His girlfriend doesn't want to leave yet, so he's not going to leave her. But it just, I don't know, that was a really heartwarming uh, experience to be like, man, like, you don't know sometimes if you can just approach things with the right heart and try and get a fair story out and really try and get people's, uh, how they really feel out into the world and not just paint them into a corner, which is why independent platforms like us are taking over because we don't have an agenda. We're not trying to, we don't have some preconceived story that we're trying to squash somebody into. We just want to hear, I see you got a couple pickaxes and knife and you're living with your girlfriend in a tunnel. Tell me about it, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and um, so it's just fun to see the reach that like, wow, we connected a brother and a sister that hadn't seen each other in 10 years. How mm-hmm. crazy you know? must it be? Yeah, and you get a lot of responses where you're like, stereotypically, I wouldn't have expected you to say that mm-hmm. and kind of highlight that too, which is interesting. Yes. Is there anything that stands out as far as that goes? Hmm. Um, off the top of my head, nothing's really coming like, to when mind. When you were on O Block and you were like, you guys, I think, or whatever, you're like, you guys are proud to be American? And they're all like, fuck yeah, oh, we're yes. proud to be American. That was a moment, I would say. Because <laughs> again, stereotypically, the media wants you to think that everyone is just this little person you can put into a box based on how they look, what color they are, what gender they are, blah, 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 blah. And then you realize, wait, we actually do have our own minds and we all feel very different than you might guess. And I think maybe that's the, the revolution of these little documentaries and podcasts like this is really just actually talking to each other rather than letting a little soundbite or headline make you not like somebody that you've never met, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, exactly. Somebody you've never met you don't even like. Because yeah. when we really look at it, the average person that you bump into down the street is a pretty nice person, pretty reasonable person. Mm-hmm. You know, they might hold the door open for you. You might hold it open for them. People are pretty cool. Yeah. It's only when we get into like these highly charged issues that like, oh my gosh, you think that way about abortion? I can't have you as a friend anymore. And it's like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. 
You know, that's just an absurd notion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have yeah. friends that are ignorant as hell too. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, hey, you have flaws. Part, okay. It's part of the journey of yeah. being a human being, yeah. you know? Yes, yeah. dude. I, I it think seems about like that all the time. way more so now. People are kind of defined by that. A lot of older people, like, it's I've their, seen even it's my their personality. Yeah. I, just for example, like, I'm a political part. I like this. And that's their whole person. I can't even agree with you or be your friend because you don't agree with my political views. It's like views. their hobby. It's crazy. You know, it's their life, yeah. bro. If you start rocking shirts of political people, you might need to chill. Mm -hmm. Chill, just chill. I know Have fun. a wonderful gentleman that went down the QAnon rabbit hole. So much so, what like is that? the, the I've far heard that right Q. Uh, basically, some of them were involved in the the riots, uh, the the January six riots. Um, they're just a very oh, far right gotcha. group, and they kind of they feel like they know the conspiracy. They like they they see behind the curtain, and you don't mm -hmm. know about it, but they can tell you about it, kind of a thing. And like this guy, if you talk to him one on one, is such a pleasant, nice person. Uh, but has gone so far down this rabbit hole that he's doesn't really have friends anymore. He just goes yeah. online and like he. I remember like after Biden won, he's like January uh, on July fourth, Trump's gonna arrest Biden. He's gonna take back over and like oh, and then he would people. keep moving the goal past. Like he'd be like, I can I bet my life on this information that this is gonna happen. And sure enough, the day would pass, nothing would happen. Yeah. Like yo man. Uh, you think this might be a little out of hand here? No, no, no. It's actually gonna happen on August fifth because the constitutional <laughs> thing. Blah 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 blah. And it's just like. We, Delusion. Yes. And if you think about it, what, what political... Like, yes, it's good to be aware. It's good to be smart about what's happening. But like battling about politics, how does that ever strengthen a relationship or friendship? It doesn't. And we're still in the I've same never country, seen so... Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to work with it, whether you guys win or we win. <laughs> still got to work with it and compromise. I do this. Don't give a shit. If I have to vote for things that really matter, I will. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I have to live my life. I'm not going to... Uh, it's like when people really, really, really care. Not like Marty, but when people care about football so hard that they'll fight you for it. It's kind of the same thing that. as the person that makes that. the political thing their identity. Oh, man. It's the exact same That's thing. That's right. You're up. a grown man watching <laughs> a quarterback do something, and you're screaming? And that fool's mm -hmm. mad rich. And you're not embarrassed rich either? Shit. <laughs> if he drops it or catches it, he gets $10 million this month. Like, dude, he don't give a shit. Does Aaron Rodgers care about your life? I don't know, but... We know Brett Favre doesn't. Brett That's Favre does guy. not. My, my childhood hero is a bastard. We found <laughs> out that he's a thief and steals from poor children. Oh, um, but we'll go past that. Come it makes on, me so Brad. Sad. Come on, Brett Favre. You were in something about Mary, and you're squandering it. And you used to really rock those Levi jeans well. They were so, he, he's the Hank Hill of the NFL. Uh -huh. Very, uh, you know, I don't have a personality. <laughs> <laughs> but no, just a drug addict behind closed doors, Hank Hill. Yo, what happened? How did we get here? What I don't question know, was On it? sports, though, let me, so you're, you're an athlete. Yeah. You work out a lot mm -hmm. to begin with. Mm -hmm. Running a marathon, I'm about to run my first marathon Ooh. in May. Thank you for bringing this up. Running a marathon and no training is really kind of insane, unless you already work out a lot, which you do. Can you tell us what, what were you doing? And have you done one since then? What would you do differently? The challenge was to run a marathon without training. I thought, oh, I'm in jujitsu shape. I'm in wrestling shape. I'll be fine. Wrestling I can shape do it. Is in shape, too. Yes. But what I realized is in shape is really sports specific. I can be in fantastic wrestling shape, and you put me in a pool and I'll last 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so uh, that one was really, really hard. That was a way harder challenge than I imagined. And I've done a lot of crazy things uh, in the wrestling world to really test myself. So I thought, you know what? I can, I'll just soldier through it. But that was a, limping 
shuffling, painful experience. I think the last two or three hours of it was just like your grandma would have easily passed me mm -hmm. on the street. I was not moving oh. at a good clip. Mm -hmm. But I was just, I was, was shuffling like six hours. Hey, man. Hey, you did you, it. You had an hour to give. It's, for people, it's 26 miles, 26.2 miles in under seven hours, right? I was, the cutoff was becoming dangerously close. But you were just but running you around your neighborhood or some it. shit, right? Yeah, like, I would like run into the woods. I was just, just freestyling the ride. I just was sort of like, oh, this this would be fun to run. And then I had a little uh, life straw too that is a water filtration mm -hmm. device. So I, like I'd run up to a river. Oh, uh, <laughs> What and, the hell? I didn't watch the whole I don't, video. I don't want to carry water Stop with me. Stop it. You know? The things that you see in the airports that are saving lives and shit. I think so. Right, they just filter it. And you can drink straight out of anything. You could literally go crap it's in that magic. toilet and you could still drink that water with this thing. I wouldn't do that. We'll put it to the video. test. Yeah. <laughs> You put it. That's your next Drinking video. Drinking Thomas's poop. <laughs> oh hell no. Yeah, I think YouTube might have a problem with that one. Bet you they wouldn't. I, don't I bet know. you they wouldn't. They suggest me some pretty gory yeah, stuff. He suggests like, terrible things. I don't know if it, we talk about it. How about do you open up your YouTube and it's just like semi-automatic rifles and all, like all those, day. All no, day. As far as what they're suggesting, and that's just off-putting to us being fighting against the hill just for this, like yeah. against the grain for this show. Hmm. I would say most of what I see is podcast clips. That's most of my um, YouTube. Um, so I'm not a big YouTube watcher either, you know? And so I guess like if I play YouTube, it's like I want to learn about something. Like, mm -hmm. oh man, this guy talked to a Miami cocaine dealer that was like a top dog in the 70s. I'm going to listen to this guy. That's, yeah. that's the type of stuff that fascinates mm -hmm. me. Like I want to talk to the guy that's seen it all, you know? Oh, Software sure. Underbelly, all those type of channels. That's a great channel. Great channel. Anyone that I feel like uh goes to the trenches and either i guess has them in on the show and hears about the trenches or they actually go in there and that's what i think uh separates the channel right now is i feel like pound for pound like there's not many people that are go putting themselves in as crazy positions as as we are and that's it's a little bit risky it's a little bit like russian roulette where it's like okay like is this one this gonna be... city might be the worst one yes mm -hmm. or the coolest video we ever did but that's being, you're just a journalist at this mm -hmm. point. You guys are a team going mm -hmm. out guerrilla style filming mm -hmm. literal fucking criminals, which yeah. is not always good for anybody. Like for you, for safety reasons. So I know what you're saying. Like, yo, could this one be the mm -hmm. one I get fucking chased with a bat or get shot? Someone at tries to take a carrot crazy. on my ass or something insane. Carrot, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd be bad. It's the vegan gangs. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Oh, those guys have been causing a lot of trouble in our cities lately, dude. The vegans, dude. <laughs> They've been growing too many fruits. The carrots the are fine, but when they approach you with the cucumbers, that's when you know. Like, if you don't have some moisturizer with you, you better start running. Yo, you know? what happened? What happened? We do a lot of vegan talk on this show, but oh, yeah. nothing quite like that, yeah. Well, you guys should try it out. Otherwise, you're not being very <laughs> inclusive, I would say. Um, we want to do something. A little segment we like to call Where You At. Marty made this up a couple weeks ago, and I love it. Gang, gang. All right, you All ready? Right. Yeah. So... Go kick it you, off? Oh, you, you, okay. you do it. All I right. love this segment. The honorary first question of where you at isn't technically a where you at question. Hmm. A 16-year-old version of yourself walks in here and he's pissed and he wants to fight. Are you fucking him up or is he giving you a run for your money? Oh, the 16-year-old version of myself is going to need a fucking ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought he was going to say. <laughs> and I would hope so, dude. I'm a grow, I've grown man strength now. I have old man strength. You develop that, you know what uh -huh. I mean? And yeah, but... I know what you're saying, I. But sixteen year old you, sixteen year old me was a still. decent to average high school wrestler. I become a, a much better wrestler now. I can choke the shit out of that guy. You know, mm. he's gonna be slumped. How That's, often are you training? Okay, uh, I would say four, five, six times a week. 
Damn. Yeah. Oh yeah, you think yeah. that's so? Serious. What's a normal day of fitness look like? Just real quick. Wake up. I walk my dog in the woods. He loves to go off leash. In the woods. Oh yeah. I have. A, I have. A, we live in the city, but. Um, Milwaukee is this great urban architecture where basically like five minutes from my house is this really nice river system. And so you get in a little bit of quiet and my dog, Frank, dude, he loves running in the woods. Like he just becomes alive. And so, um, I walk in the woods and then at night I'll go to jujitsu for an hour or so. Maybe during the day I'll do some push-ups or some pull-ups, but I mean, I, I, my training is my workout. I don't gotcha. really lift at yeah. all. You know, I haven't done steroids yet. I'm working yeah. on it, you know. You can do a video, you do a cycle or something? If you can inject into my butt cheek now, I'll start the video right uh -huh. now. Well, oh, no that shit. That brings us to our next segment. <laughs> Reach behind you into that box. <laughs> yeah. it's made, one of them is not steroids. Oh, it's fentanyl? Oh, my God. Oh, no. HHC. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> this is where we murder Tommy on the show. We get, a, we get a police call that you guys just have been raided. There's a, this, is the, this whole room is bugged, and LAPD's just waiting uh, outside right now. He... Let's go. Oh, shit, he got to get He's good? <laughs> Everybody tensed up? Damn, what All are right, we where are you at? Guys? Where are you at? Where are you at with germs? The five-second rule. Shit. Okay, that is true. No, I was kidding. Go. Where I'm at. Door handles. Okay, so when I was a sophomore in college, I lived with the tribe in the jungle of Ecuador for uh, two weeks, and they drank spit. It's called chicha. It's potato, river water, and spit. And I drank many bowls of that. That's their, like, number one thing in their culture is drinking that. Like, you find your wife based on how good she makes the chicha. And disgusting. they find their husbands based on how good they uh, hunt with the blowguns, with the poison tips. I get that. Practical, right? This so, is like Ace Ventura, right? Same shit. I would love to go film that one day. Um, that's on the list. But um, I don't know, dude. Like that was all real. I like a said, clean. Right? Yes, I like to have a clean kitchen. I like to have a clean house. But I'm not gonna lose my shit if I touch a doorknob. What was that like the first time? Were you like puking your guts out, or you just? Well, I'd read a, a book about it because a guy had stayed in. Like it's a big respect thing. So like, you don't want to make a grimace. You don't want to act like it's bad. Like, so as soon as I, so you fly over the rainforest and then you go into it, like they weed whack up like a football size field for the plane to land. Every week they weed whack it down. As soon as you land the whole, it's a village of uh, 13 huts. They come out and kind of greet the plane and two little kids uh, grab my luggage and run to one of the houses. And then I get invited to a lunch with one of the men in the village. And like, they serve me a bowl of fish and a bowl of chicha. And he's looking into my eyes. That man saw my soul when I was drinking that chicha. And so I kept a straight face and it's actually not so bad. I mean, oh, it's bad. were you expecting it? I was expecting to drink it. Oh, so you I knew about this before. Oh yes, I had done a little bit of research. Why, why the fuck did you go there? I'm an adventurer, man. No, but you're in college yeah. and you're like, you know what I'm gonna do on spring break? I'm gonna go fucking drink spit. Was it in through school or you just did it? I was on a website called volunteersouthamerica.org and like there was a, oh, stay in a dog shelter in Bolivia. And I saw it live with a tribe. And I was like, bro, that's You're it. not bullshitting, right? He's serious. You're, you're dead serious. <laughs> oh, yeah. We ate jungle pig. We ate monkey. We ate armadillo. I tried. Armadillo? Yeah. Roly polies of, of the animal <laughs> kingdom. Pretty that's good, sad. actually. Um, I tried ayahuasca there. That was my like next that. question. There's something I can get into. How was that? Because that all sounds disgusting. I'm yeah. sorry, you had to drink spit. This is all the same trip, two yeah. weeks. You yeah. did all. Yeah, so 
I sat down in the hut and this man had done ayahuasca thousands of times. He was the medicine man. So like literally if you broke your arm, you'd come to the hut, do ayahuasca. And he, they, they believe you can drive these invisible forces into healing. And so like, it doesn't matter what your illness is. You kind of do ayahuasca if the situation requires it. And so I was doing it. And there was also a mom with a sick baby doing it. The mom wasn't doing it, but the, the medicine man was doing it. And so he was like chanting over the baby. And he gave me almost no advice. All he told me, so they speak Quechua there, and I speak decent Spanish. And they just, he translated through my guy that was sitting with me, Francisco, and he's like, tell the gringo not to scream out when snakes start swirling in his vision. I was like, buddy, I'm about to go through maybe the most intense eight hours of my life. And that's the only thing. Eight I, hours? Yes. I don't feel very reassured by your statements right now. <laughs> and so um, I started seeing kind of blue dots in my vision. And if I closed my eyes, it was kind of cinematic or like, almost like LSD-ish where things are happening that aren't really on your control. But I was fine. Uh, and it was supposed to happen. You start throwing up. And then once you yeah. throw up, whew. so um, it wasn't kicking in. And the guy asked me if I wanted a second dose. And if it's meant to be, I'll try it again. But I did not feel comfortable with that guy. So I said, I'm okay. And I went back to the hut and went to sleep. You slept on it? Well, it wasn't that. It was like a mild maybe a mild edible without the body sensation. But like the, if you close, you know how you can sometimes close okay. your eyes and you have little visuals? It happening? was working, but it wasn't the full kickoff. No, I did not kick off in uh, outer space or into the spirit realm. The dude was creeping you on. Did you go there for the ayahuasca? Mm -hmm. Or you were like, yo, I found this place. It's a tribe. You can live there. I Yeah, I just wanted to experience it, dude. Because I've always, like I've read in um, like if a lot of the Founding Fathers books, like they would make this observation that it was very rare for an Indian guy to go into the, the white culture and stay there. But if you took a white guy and put him in that culture, they, they stayed in there because there's a there was something special about how people lived, like the different style of community, different um, things that were important. And so I've always been fascinated by more of a, a lifestyle where it's people banding together in the nature mm -hmm. and having community. And it was very pleasant. Like these people have been to bigger cities. They've they've flown into the big cities of Ecuador. And um, they also got an opportunity to travel to Spain with some uh, Spanish gentlemen that invited them over. And they hated it. The food made them sick. They didn't like the noise. Um, there's no police in the jungle. So they can play volleyball and they can have community little work uh, days where they work on the garden. And they can they, they also um, get buzzed off this chicha too. So like... It's, it's in a big kind of tub, like a canoe-ish thing. And they put a leaf across the middle of it. The bottom of it ferments, turns into alcoholic. And then the top of it is the normal chicha you just drink during the day. So these guys would get, uh, they would go door to door. Like the, the um, village president would go to hut to hut and say, hey, we're having a minga. We're having a community work day, they call it, the minga. And they'd gather in the hut. They'd drink the buzz chicha. They'd wait until it's super hot, like uh, midday. And then they'd go out and we'd do different work. Like we'd shovel sand into a canoe, then drive it to this edge and then uh, lift it up a hill and then make a sidewalk in the village with it. Or we'd, you know, find different um, roots or plants and get that. So, I mean, it was a peaceful and night. And they charged time. you? Like uh, it was like a, like a thing you do online? I was... Boom. So here, I almost ran, it almost never started because when I got to Ecuador, the guy, my contact wasn't answering the phone. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do? So I went to the tribal airport and I explained what I was trying to do. And the village I was trying to fly into, the landing strip was broken. So, the, so one woman overheard my plight and she's like, well, he can fly into my village, sleep there for the night. And then someone from the village will do a seven hour walk to get there. 
So I flew into the original woman's village and I just stayed there the entire time. And it turns out the guy I was staying with, his father was my contact in, in the other village. So I just, it's a small world there, I feel like, you know? What? You're doing this all? Yo, I was just... He has the ability to plug. That's how he's getting all these videos done. You just know how to work connections and... I mean, the fact that you did that for fun is awesome to me. I don't I don't think I've ever met anybody that went, you know what, I'm going to do things you see motherfuckers in movies do. That's the <laughs> yeah. shit you see in full <laughs> movies do when he's thinking back on his younger self. He's like an older <laughs> rich man in his office. That's what you uh -huh. think of it. Like, he has a beard later on in the mountains. Uh -huh. That's yeah. what it... Damn, fool, you had an interesting life. Uh, I was in college not doing shit, just telling packs and like trying to do mushrooms. This was over here in the jungle. We all have our own up. little wow. trials and journeys, though, you know? But it's definitely important to me. Like, I think about when I'm an old man laying on the gurney in the hospital. Like, I want to have lived a life where I'm like, Sick. I did it, man. I did it. And my normal life is actually relatively boring. I go to bed at like 9.30 p.m. with my book and um, I... You know, I spend a lot of time cooking with my wife, walking in the woods with our dog and going to jujitsu ju ju and going to just walk different properties. Like I don't do a lot of fancy stuff. I'm not at the club, Mr. Bottle Popper. I'm not, you know, I, I live a pretty, like, I, I like the simple things. The simple things really, um, I find a lot of enjoyment in. And then like once a month, I, we travel and do stuff like this where it's like the next five days, each time we go back to the Airbnb, we're going to be like, I can't believe we just did that. That was so crazy, <laughs> you know? That's awesome. I this love that. This is sick, dude. This is, your journey just started, basically. It's not even a year deep in. I know. Mm -hmm. It took about four years to break through on YouTube, and now in the last six months, it's just... I feel lucky. I feel alive. I feel grateful, and I feel excited and ready to work, man. Hell yeah. Good shit. All right. Let's wrap up where you at. With oh, damn. That was that <laughs> long ago? The superstitious. You're somebody You're who's You're a good toward... storyteller. Yeah, damn, damn sure. That was from Jones. Haunted houses, all that type of stuff. Where you at with ghosts, UFOs, any sort of supernatural stuff? They're, they're all bullshit, dude. Bullshit? Hold on. I will say this. Is there a possibility of aliens out there? Sure. Are there unidentified things that are flying in the sky that really blow my mind? Yes. But am I worried about being cursed? No. Am I worried about a ghost? Molesting me? No, I'm not. I like that he went through the molested <laughs> route. The, the scary movie too route. Hey, Jeffrey Dahmer lived in Milwaukee. So if his ghost is floating oh, around, sure. if he comes into my crevices, dude, I'll fucking get him out of there, dude. <laughs> there. This are you kidding me right now? All right, so ghosts you don't think are real, <laughs> which is wild. You did ayahuasca and you maybe you should this is insane. So yes, there's stuff flying around because you see it. Mm. It happens. Mm. We don't know what's in it. I get that. Aliens, we don't have any video of them. Do I believe it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like you're saying it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. But you don't, do you believe in ghosts? It? Do you think that there's actual spirits and when you people die, motherfuckers get stuck here like the movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze? I think there's an element of the spiritual world out there, but I just haven't tapped into mm. it. And I think a lot of the people that say they do, like it's become real in vogue to be like a, a Wiccan or a witch lately with some of these like new age astrology ladies. And it's like, bitch, you're not making real potions in your house. Like you're mixing in some essential oils and some <laughs> lavender. Like that's cool, but this, you're not, a, you're not, you're not Harry Potter. In it. Like, yeah, like on. you're not Hermione, bitch. Like sit down. You know what I mean? So... <sighs> if it's with real... With crystals and essential oils, people think they're witches now? Yeah. And I know I've never seen this earth, this realm of the of the earth before. Fool's really like post online, like yo, I'm a witch. 
Oh, that'll be in, in their pronouns. It's like Wick Wiccan or something like that. You know what I mean? They're not even she, hers anymore. They're Wick Wiccans or something, you know? <laughs> it's a new species, I'm pretty sure. It sounds like a South Park episode. <laughs> I was going to say, Wick Wiccan sounds like a Chappelle character. Just stop it. <laughs> stop it. He only rollerblades, but he's a witch. <laughs> All right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Continue. So you don't think, damn, you don't think ghosts are real? Well, I hope you never encountered any of that stuff. I hope you go old man on the gurney go, this shit was sick, never saw a ghost. I, I will so. say this, though, and I think you've probably experimented in the psychedelic realm, is yes. I'm sure there's another side, like another veil to peek behind. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm frightened to try some of that stuff. Like DMT scares the shit out of me. Ayahuasca does. Do you do and mushrooms? I've done light doses of mushrooms. I've never done a heroic dose, but I've really enjoyed mushrooms. Like I'll do a gram and a half, two grams, and get a blanket outside and like... I'll do a little hill workout and then I'll lay on my back and get some sun and then read a book or get some epiphanies, you know? He's the most productive person I've ever <laughs> in my life. Oh my God, you eat whole fruits a lot, don't you? I'm, You're I'm, that guy. You don't cut it up. You, yeah. you eat apples, don't we you? We don't have the time. How did yeah, I no. know? He's drinking that out of the river. The full, yeah. God, in a river. Off the tree. Get out of here, dude. What movie are you at? He's <laughs> grabbing it out, choking that shit out. Yeah. What's happening? I don't think yeah. I've ever met anybody like you except for Marty. And Marty's like the higher light version. I'm not outdoors like that. I'm not doing yeah. that shit. Yeah. But that's how I feel right uh -huh. now. This is awesome. Because I've been getting my first routine ever. I wake up at a certain time. Take all your vitamins. We'll make your bed. Brush all, do all your shit. Dog. And then go on your emails. You just all wake up and get on my emails, do stuff, and take my vitamins six months later. How long have you been on the routine? Three and a half weeks. How do you feel? Awesome. What do you notice of the differences in your life? Everything is better in terms of clarity, because I do a lot of business shit, and I, I'm and I just moved. We just moved here, so that I feel like everything's just. But with that, I know I can. I gotta get it done every single morning, and I'll as I walk out, my room I'll go, oh hell yeah, and it's just a good way to start the day. Yes. I even open my damn bedroom door. And knowing, like, to, like I like to start my day and, and chart out, like, go for my walk, then I come back, have a cup of coffee, and do some. Maybe I'll do some journaling and then also maybe I'll like write where like what are my eight or nine most important things I want to get done and I'll make a little check boxes next to it. But it's nice to know what you're shooting for that day. Otherwise, you can kind of spin your wheels and not really get anything uh, done. And like, I don't think you have to be a maniac. Like I know like there's the Jacko Willings of the world. They're like 4.30 a.m. I'm up. And I don't I'm even know who that is. Mm -hmm. He's a Navy SEAL commander that po is famous for posting his 4.30 watch. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you and know it's who like, he is. Yeah, yeah, hey, okay. more power to him if that's what works for him. But you don't 4 have to be... 4.30? Yeah, like, dude. Family Matters isn't even on kind of like cable yet. Yeah. You got to have balance. Like, the mm -hmm. thing is that's really cool is the world is your playground. And you get to kind of make your own little rhythm that you want to dance to. And if you want to fucking bachata in life, <laughs> then do it like that. But if you want to uh -huh. do some little, you know what I mean? There's that you can write your own script in this life and you can design your own lifestyle. And it's, I don't know if it sounds hokey, what I'm saying, but no. I'm not, I'm not a, um, what are the people that, like, if you just think it's going to happen, what is that called? Manifestation? Uh, yeah, like with no action that is not. You have to do stuff. Like, people too. think they can just sit yep. in their room and become Jeff Bezos. And it's like, no, he started a company, <laughs> dude. Yeah. So, just like, manifested at home, chilling. No. One of, like, one of my favorite quotes that, um, I don't know if I originated this or where I got it, but action is the ink that writes the story of your life. That is to me mm, what like it's that. about. Because action is always going to help you win. And that, and then you also have to enjoy the yin and yang of that. Like when it's time to rest, relax. Mm -hmm. You've earned little, it. Yeah. That's how I feel like yeah. it. Play a little board game it. with the wife, you know, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, my mind goes crazy. If I know I haven't earned it that day, like I really can't rest. I might, and you might end up like that for months or years mm -hmm. sometimes. And so, like, there's so much power in that routine for me. I feel yes. like it's almost the most important thing. I feel like if it was 1910, you would have the same routine that you have now, except for the internet. Mm. I'd probably I be in a much spiffier suit because like those guys dressed up. I feel yeah. like you would chop more wood because there's no yeah. heaters. But I feel like that's the start of a movie. That's about it, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Whole fruit over <laughs> the river with his dog. Uh -huh. That's how I feel right now. I'm trying to imagine like the nice side of the American psycho routine. Yeah. Every morning I get up mm. and put this on my face. Like, no, nah, this is like the productive uh, good shit. Doing burpees um, on the hill. Yeah, doing dog. burpees. Yeah. I do mushrooms and work out. Dude, are you kidding me? And you are the most productive man on earth right now. I do mushrooms and freak out. shit to happen. <laughs> I don't work out on the hill. That sounds so fun, but productive. But you were saying like the American psycho kind of hustle culture. And I agree. Like I remember hearing advice, like an uh, 18-year-old girl called into Gary V and was like, Gary, how do I do this? And he's like, look, this is what you're going to do. You're going to wake up. You're going to go to school. And then from when you get home from school, you eat lunch. And then from that time until 2 a.m., you're going to work on your business. And then you, you wake back up at 6 a.m. and you do it all over again. And you have to do that for 10 years straight, and then you'll be successful. I'm like, Gary V, are you retarded, dude? This lady has to sleep. She's going to die young if she doesn't sleep. Mm -hmm. And also, like, yeah, the hustle culture can get out of hand of, like, we're always grinding. It's like, that's not really a good life either because then you're just hiding behind the workaholism, you know? Mm -hmm. um, like, that's a... That's workaholism. A, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Real. Like, that's something you can hide behind it's very as well. Mm -hmm. it's very so, real. like, to me, if I can wake up and get going at 7 a.m. and I can go hard in the paint until 2 o'clock because I kind of hit that energy lull at 2 to 3 to mm -hmm. 4 o'clock. Yeah. If I really bust ass in those times, I feel really good. Mm -hmm. Then I'll go do my little workout at 5 or 6 and then I'll maybe get another hour at night and I feel yeah. great. But not every hour has to be... Mm -hmm. And you've kind of built it in so that nighttime is chill time after you're done. That's like that. It's real important to That's me. That's what he's been doing. Lately, your life will fall year. apart if you just work seven days a week. I just started what yeah. two months ago. I'm like, hey, I kind of got things done on one day. I'm chilling. <laughs> I went on vacation for the first time. Uh, yeah. Were you able to enjoy the vacation? No. No, it was a meet and greet. No. Yeah. Yeah, it was two meet and greets, but there was like a day in between. Didn't you guys do like a meet and greet? Was it in Indiana or something like that? Yeah, it was Illinois, but it was, turned out we did it like 40 minutes outside because this this guy was the dope, dope as hell. Um, and uh, it was in Hobart, Indiana. That's a destination, dude. You know you know of it? <laughs> no, but I, I saw uh, the DDG clip that you guys were talking about. Then. Oh, then yes, yes. yes and uh, yo, they're awesome. Yeah. People sleep on the Midwest, hell, dude. dude. Mm -hmm. Everybody was and so I'm here nice. to tell you... Hailing from Milwaukee, baby, that it's a fun. We're we'd love to have you. LA's getting overpopulated, overcrowded, too <laughs> much to money Milwaukee. for everything. Uh, Shovel your way to the restaurant. Well, our, exactly. our biggest all-time guest is from Illinois, Midwest, representing. Oh yeah, Goblin. 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 He's from, he's from <laughs> Chicago. Chicago. Channel. Whoa. Yeah, he's I, awesome. I saw I saw the um the thumbnail, but I hadn't explored Mr. Goblin yet. But he's I'm, great. Yeah, you're gonna sure want to check prospering. him out. He's awesome. Yeah. Um for damn sure. Real quick. What's the biggest things from Milwaukee? I know nothing about it. We're famous for Jeffrey Dahmer, mm -hmm. Cheese Curds, the Green Bay Packers, Kia Boys. Okay. Kia Boy, I love that. You had now, Ray Allen for a Kia long time. Boys. Yeah, we're we've had uh the Kia Boy or the stolen car issue for a while, but really like you can drive to like especially when high school gets out, you just look around who's driving around in that area. Like they will drive on, the, drive on the wrong side of the street for fun. They'll at night just turn their lights off and start speeding. Like they, they're so like they'll play their red light game. Like how many seconds after the light is red can we go through it? <gasps> That's a game. 
Dude, these kids are like if you that's the, this is the thing that kills me about this is like if you put this kid in like oh you're going to be an up and comer in NASCAR or you're going to be a stunt driver or you're going to be a mechanic or like if you can just direct that cuz they have balls and that's hard to find nowadays. Mm -hmm. So if you're reckless, you're courageous, like if we can just steer that into the proper direction, you are going to be a benefit to yourself, your family, the community. How do we harness these young men that are Going wild. They're, it's a wild west right now, Bro, man. Red light game sounds so sad. And stupid. Mm -hmm. That is horrible. The red light game. Yeah. Damn, I never heard of that. I'm, I hope you don't start playing it. <laughs> no, but I saw I saw when these fools took off, and then you were like, if we can just get him in a wrestling program, I go, oh, I can't wait to talk to this guy. For real, if we can just get this directed somehow. We talk about it often. I had homies that were, you know, you had shit to do. It's just the wrong direction. It was more mm -hmm. toward chilling, and now they're on drugs. But they could have did shit. So it's I see what you're saying. You're it's not like you're just like, yo, how many views can we get? It's more of, damn, reflecting on this is serious. I called Mr. Ebrick. That was the name, the main character in the Keyboy video. Yep. And I called him a few times. And um, because I had people reach out to me saying, Hey, we can get him in the HVAC uh, position or apprenticeship if he will answer his phone call. I had a Black Panther reach out and say, I want to talk to this young man. And he didn't, he doesn't care, dude. Like I haven't uh, talked to him in a little while, but like he just never answered the lady about the HVAC opportunity. And then the Black Panther sent me a text of what he got sent back from Mr. Ebrake. And it was basically like, he was clowning the guy, like acting like he was Domino's pizza and just not taking anything he said serious. And it's like, dude, that was a moment that like your life could have changed another path. And uh, like another thing that to me, that's really astounding is the lack of accountability. Like. His mom went on Facebook and was like, he told his mom that, and this is how he tried to get out of trouble. And he had already been previously caught doing this. This wasn't his first rodeo, but um, he said, oh yeah, Tommy G paid me whatever to do a docu like documentary. So I was just an actor. And so she, which I look at the, watch it. Like, come on. Like yeah. he literally, he has the house arrest bracelet on in the video. Like, and so then she comments on Facebook. She's like, tell Tommy G to, to get that fake-ass documentary off the internet and call me and put her phone number. But luckily, oh. you just know that nothing would have come from that conversation. Mm. But instead of being like, hey, ma'am, like, I'll, I'd love to pay the subscription for him to go to the MMA gym or the wrestling gym. or like, There's so many people that wanted to help this guy and saw potential in him. And my gut is telling me he's probably on a similar path as what he, what he was in the video. Mm. You know, How do you redirect these kids? That's like the... The big question right now that we're facing. And you were peeling that back, like, how did we get to this point? Mm -hmm. Well, I witnessed all this violence over and over again. So yeah, that, that's old. something that's my I parents beat me. Totally like, get it. That's, yeah, that's what it is. But I mean, that's what I like about your videos is you're like peeling it back, really trying to like expose real thoughts on this. Like, how did we mm -hmm. get here? Yeah, this is all reckless and crazy to watch. But like, how's this happening? Yeah, I guess I'm kind of like a little monkey and each video is an onion and I'm just a monkey picking up the onion and oh, one layer back. Let's see if we can do another, you know? Uh -huh. And sometimes you get to the core of something and other times you're just like, well, that was crazy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now, at least uh, it's, like I said, it's vice without the budget. It's something that I feel like they were trying to do, but they just can't get done right. And they got too politically correct, I feel like. And yeah, what you're doing is you're independent. You guys are doing this, like I said, gorilla stuff. This is your shit. You do whatever you want. And the thing is, I don't, like I, like I want, I might want to get into some political oriented stuff, but I don't have a horse in the race. Like I want the Antifa guy to call me, and I want the QAnon to call me. Uh, so like, I just want to see each side of the extreme and try to understand them. And um, I'm trying to go to Washington D.C. at an off the record meeting with a U.S. senator, and I'm trying to 
hey, man, this is my pitch. I just want to be able to go there and ask whatever question I want. And his team heavily advised against it because they're like, you know, he's with pimps and prostitutes. He's with criminals. Like, this is not going to be a good look for the brand. But this guy was actually legit. Like, I told him at the end of the meeting, I'm like, when I stereotypically in my head, when I thought I was meeting a senator, I thought, like, this is going to be some evil, bad dude. Mm -hmm. But I actually really liked him. He was very thoughtful. And there's just a machine that he's pushing up against that it would be a struggle to be in his position. Mm -hmm. For sure. But I want to, like, one thing that I'm concerned about for my brand is I don't want the more buttoned up folks to turn me down. I've been turned down by a good amount of people that are like more on the proper side of life. They'll be like, oh, your channel's too edgy for me. I can't, I don't want to be on camera with you. Even though I'm treating everyone fairly. Like mm -hmm. to me, my brand is whether you're a pimp or the president, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to treat you the same way. I'm going to ask you the same kind of questions. Yeah. And so as the channel gets bigger, the doors are opening up to the more proper people. But it was a little bit like, how come I can talk to the like, fentanyl dealer in West Garfield Park, but I can't get a guy that does ketamine therapy to talk to me, or I can't get an LAPT detective to talk to me. You know what I mean? That's interesting. Ketamine therapy I can help you on. My homie just started a uh, clinic. Well, maybe I need to approved. stop by and do a little bit of shimmy in that office. Huh? I haven't tried the ketamine. I, I, I feel like it's just going to be too fun, and I don't even want to dabble. Do you have an addictive personality? No, but I feel like, oh, more than three times, you're tripping. Like, it's just, I just don't... I. As a business owner now, someone that talks and speaks on camera, I shouldn't be fucked up. And very eloquently, might I add, too. Oh, hey, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, my, uh, dudes, but they sound nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I can help you with that. My homie just uh, got approved, started. He's awesome, and he swears by it. So it's a whole other world, the ketamine therapy. It's legal, which is nuts And it's me. kind of a softer... It's not like, a, oh, my gosh, you're going to be shitting yourself and hallucinating really hard for eight hours is more of a gentle ride, I feel like, as far as the the psychic... I don't know if you'd even classify it as a psychedelic. I don't know. I don't think so. It's just a super sedative. I don't even know. And then apparently if you're with a really good doctor or therapist, they can ask you certain questions that'll, you know, okay, tell me more about this when you were a kid. And I think during the academy experience, they can draw more out of you and that's how they make it mm. impactful. Oh, which wow. is interesting, but I don't think I have anything from my childhood. I, I really am sure I didn't repress anything. Like I had a pretty good childhood. Like mm -hmm. who knows? You know, I don't. I I don't know if there's something like all of a sudden my brain will come up and be like That's someone stuck a about. carrot up your ass. <laughs> oh, like, once oh. again, it was the vegans when he was a kid. Uh, wasn't yeah. a cucumber. No, yeah. that repressed memory shit's real. We just talked about. It. I didn't think that shit was real. I thought it was people just bitching. Mm. No, nah, it's real. I remembered a bunch of shit that I forgot about. Bro, it's very real. It's weird. But if you had a cool childhood and your your mom and dad were like uh, pickles from Rugrats, it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I think you're, you're good. Yeah, unless you were, your parents were secretly doing some Walter White shit, I think you're going to be okay. Dude, what if I uncovered a memory that my pop was like a crazy meth dealer? I'm like, what? Like, how did I never <laughs> Yo, know? That's why know. we can never use the bathtub, right? Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a deep reference. Oh, I like this. That was that was a good one. Get out of here. That's why we can't use the bats up. That's something that I want to think about later tonight. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that one. Can you uh -huh. continue? Yo, this weed. It's Is it busting? Uh -huh. Is it cheap? It's all right. I, I mean, yeah, it's pretty. It's hot boxed in here, ironically. I don't understand. Yeah. Like at our other warehouse, we smoke uh -huh. eight grams of weed. I'm fine. This one joint got me pretty hot. Sorry. And that's what, that's what my guys were telling me before this. I'm like, oh, I might take a puff or two. They're like, dude, the California yeah, weed, you know, you got to be careful, oh, yeah. you know. Even mm -hmm. this one, I'm like, hmm, damn. 
I feel it. Uh -huh. Weed's a much more powerful drug than we sometimes give it credit. Like we, oh, it's nothing. It's just weed. I mean, weed can change your whole day and in a good way too. But like a edible, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, this that is, can. This is my brand right here. That These can edibles? take you out. Yeah, the stuff like you can here. talk to the Lord yeah. on an edible. You know Ooh, what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've prayed like, yo, I was won't smoke for a month. Just let me just chill. Mm -hmm. I've taken way too many milligrams before. Like, I hate it. On it's camera. the worst. I'd rather be drinking, throwing up on the toilet. Then you have an edible spinning uncontrollable high. I hate them. Mm -hmm. But that's like a thousands of milligrams deep mm -hmm. like where I'm just gone. You know what I mean? That's a lot of milligrams. That's man. different. But yeah. uh, edibles are the one thing that I'm like, oh. You put your astronaut boots on before I can tell. Yeah, dude. yeah. That's too. I don't know why uh -huh. stuff doesn't hit him. You think a thousand milligrams is like, I feel good. Oh, no, hell no. But no, you know what I'm not. saying. You know what I'm saying. We've recently discovered Marty can take massive dabs and. <laughs> That's it. Uh -huh. I'll be fucking hacking, yeah. but I get it. I don't know what Marty's talking. It's that lake effect cold. He knows. It's the cold. That's what yeah. I said. He grew up in the cold, breathing in <sighs> cold air, shovel. I grew up in the awesome ass weather. I don't experience my lungs being overpowered by that. Uh -huh. That's why, because you grew up shoveling snow. He was a rugged man as a child. You know, just I shoveling like so. in the blizzard, riding exactly. shovels all the way to school. I can't imagine. I'm sorry, but you guys living in a place where you have to shovel to get out of your house is insane to me. That's crazy. I've never experienced. I still call it the snow. I've only been there like four times. Have you ever walked in the woods right after a fresh snow and seen how beautiful it is? I want to walk in the woods, but I'm afraid of bears. Just give me a gun, I'll walk through any of the woods. I'll be fine. That'd be fun. I'd be stoked. All of my contacts meet you at the edge of the woods <laughs> and you can <laughs> enjoy your little hike. Is, can you have guns out there in Wisconsin? Uh, you can, uh, but most of the people I know that have them, I don't think quite are legit on their registry if you know oh what I mean. gotcha that's mm -hmm. that's just one thing for me i, I always tell them because og goes to the woods and just walks around and gets high yeah og gangster ass og <laughs> goes to the woods i'm just grounding out here bro I'm like oh, all right you're cool mm -hmm. i want to do that but i'm always afraid of i can tell you everything i want to fall asleep under a tree i've never done that Never fall asleep outside because I'm afraid someone's going to come and stab my ass. If you boys come to Milwaukee, I'd love to give you a little nature experience. Well, I'm a Packers fan my whole life, so I would love to come to Milwaukee. Cool. I just, you can't get a ticket. There's just no tickets ever. It's, it's the a, hardest it's, thing ever. Yeah, it's like a family thing. Like, it gets passed down to generations. <sighs> yeah, 52-year like, wait. Oh, yeah. season tickets for the Packers. Damn. It's a cult like It was base, 49. Dude. Yeah. 52-year wait. Rosie already tried. You have to get it passed down. It's a generational thing. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. That's generational wealth right there. It is? No, it is. Yeah. You can have the tickets that no one can buy. Just sold ever. out just forever. Just because your grandpa was the early bird on that That's one? That's it. Yeah. How epic is that? Until one tweaker grandson gets it and sells that shit. That's how you get tickets. Okay. But that, Broken what a families. cool way to pack the stadium. They never have to worry about selling out because that's when you have that much demand, they're like, they're gonna be there. The whole mm -hmm. town shuts down. I watched a little documentary on it. It's just closed. Just, that's it. It's like a security guard, a cop, just watching the game on his phone, pissed. They probably alternate days and or weekends, and uh -huh. it's like it's amazing. And I gotta go one day, man. Yeah. But yes, Wisconsin's the only place I uh, really actually want to go. It sounds so odd. Yeah. Yeah, that is odd. We're not exactly a destination. <laughs> no, not at all. There's nothing from there except cheese. And cheese curds. What'd you say? What else? The Packers Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You guys are hot right now. Yeah. You're all. You guys are hot. <laughs> Get out of here. Aaron Rodgers is a hot topic right now. Is that why you said Aaron Rodgers doesn't care about you? He might. He does ayahuasca. None of them do. He does ayahuasca. And it's not. They shouldn't. But like, there's nice. no reason why you should get mad at your TV for a bad play when they go home to their nice little mansion and they don't think 
oh, did you have a good day today, Marty? <laughs> they just go home and live their life. So I'm going to live mine too. Starting tonight, Josh and I will just text Marty. Right mm-hmm. now. Like, bro, I'm How sorry today, bro? the season. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Tell Thomas, yo, we're from the same place. Yeah. yeah. That's what's going to happen tonight, all right? No, I'm sad. Marty's all I'm, I'm waiting they for might. it. All right, wrap it up here. First car, dream car. I don't really give a shit. I, I want four-wheel four drive. That's what I want because I got stuck in the snow in the last week. So maybe four-wheel drive, maybe something that zips a little bit kind of fast. So I like the, I drove a Tesla before I liked that. But right now I just have a standard old car. And but it's like nothing. as a little kid, remember we all were like, yo, I would love to have a monster truck. Me, it's what I want in my house. I want a sauna in my house. I'm you wondering know. one today. Yeah? Yeah. I fucking did all the research. That's funny. You said, I'm getting one. He was just I'm, pitching what? me on saunas. Yeah, like, I just ordered one. I'm ordering it today. And like so much of this world is noise and chaos. Like a sauna is a place that you just have to. And that's a really cool thing. Because you kind of almost have to build like that, that into your actually. day. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're not going to get it done. I'm so excited for yeah. you. I'll give you the link of. I had someone research all of it. I had my crew bring our speedos in case you invited us to a sauna, so we're ready oh, to go when take, you are. It's gonna take a couple of weeks to get here. Well, but, I, but yes, I'm excited. Do I, I thought about what health thing can I do? Routine: wake up, do the sauna, take my vitamins, do some shit, do a workout, build a workout room. Like I'm trying to think of, like the way you wake up, the mm-hmm. way your ass wakes up. That's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do, mm-hmm. just to get more. Into shit. I'm a fucking adult. What am I doing? Yeah. You mentioned you listen to podcasts. Like, what are your favorites? Are there any audio books that you've been listening to? Yeah. So I read every night before I go to sleep. That's my secret to sleep is I read until my eyes get blurry and then I close the book and go it's to like sleep. like immediately for me. Like, yes. first Same. Same. Yes. And then favorite ones to listen to, I love Theo Vaughn. Dude, that guy mm. makes me laugh so much. I love Lex Friedman. Uh, I love Joe Rogan. I mean, that guy is the pioneer. Like, we are here today because yeah. of a wonderful man named Joe Rogan. And... um. Let's see, I used to listen to a lot more Aubrey Marcus, um, but fellas like that. Oh, yeah. Tim Ferriss, mm-hmm. you're familiar with him? Yeah. Marty really knows all these people. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he's There's great. Stuff that you learn, oh man, I'm going to learn about the latest on octopuses this episode. Uh-huh. The next one, I'm going to hear about the corruption that's happened in the Galdarn government. You know, <laughs> I like I, I like endless amounts of little, um, but I'm curious about a lot of things. I mm-hmm. like to go in a lot of directions. That's what makes Rogan such a good host. Yes. He knows a lot. Knows a little bit about a lot of things. Yes, and he knows how to ask a good question, which is really important. And listen, it really just like the last episode I watched was the most recent one with Goggins. Like anybody, just really let them talk. Mm -hmm. Get their shit out. I love that. For sure. And thank you for, this is your first interview and you being here. So I really, really appreciate it. Did not know you flew there, flew here this morning. Which is something else that's awesome. Thank you for coming out here for this. I know you you're jam packing it, but like the fact that you came out here and you're we're early. thrilled. I'm thrilled you're to be early. here. Early, like come on, man, this is sick. And I feel like I need to get into this mode. I'm now I'm like sitting with two fools that are talking about yeah, that's what I do, and that's why I, you know I'm on my shit. Mm-hmm. I just I'm missing that. I have that one little step that I need to get marathon. Marathon. Yeah. My, my wife runs marathons. She just did one. And I'm supposed to do the first half marathon. It's like, damn, like you guys are training. Your ass is training. You training them. Like, I need to get all my shit. So that needs to be added to my routine. So I like this show. I get to learn a little bit too from the own show that we have, oh, yeah. which is kind of sick. So the cool thing about having guests, or you go to Philadelphia or Florida to catch that, you learn shit everywhere you go. And now you made it your job, which is awesome. And dude, there's like, there's a, you can never run out of things in this world to be like, ooh, like that's kind of cool. I didn't know about that. And I think like we think learning is done in school and especially schools that you pay a lot of money for. And it's like, no, this is 
this is a class in itself. Like everything, everyone you sit in a room with knows something you don't know and you can learn something from. And it's a beautiful life we get to live, huh? Exactly. Love that. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, so real quick, where can everybody find your content on every platform? Just let us know. If you would like to see the craziest documentaries on YouTube, Tommy G, uh, type in the Kia Boys, type in Most Dangerous City in America. I'll pop up and I'd love to entertain you for an evening. Good pitch. God damn, I'm sold. <laughs> right? Right? Man. We always say, hey, what's your elevator pitch? Before I get high on the internet and shit. And and I talk. You got the so Gorilla Gang clothing going. You got the SoundCloud going. You got TikTok going. You're all over the place. Trying to be. So yes. what's your TikTok? Same thing, Tommy G? There's no way you YouTube. got Tommy G. No, I got banned and then I made another. Oh, you got banned. Who cares about my TikTok? Instagram, Tommy G McGee. M-C-G-E-E. That was my grandpa's name, McGee. So Tommy G McGee. That's my middle name. Me too. And yes? Yeah. We have some parallels, huh? <laughs> and YouTube. That's really it. Instagram and YouTube are the platforms I am building. Also, do you have a website or anything? If you want to buy ski masks, I don't care. I mean, try not to commit any felonies, but TommyGMcGee.com, the best ski mask you'll ever buy. Wear one every morning. TommyGMcGee.com. You wear one every morning? Yeah, when I walk my dog in the woods. And when it's cold, when it's cold. Like a threat just in the woods? You can't be out there in hunting season. I'd be so scared. Like, look at this man with a rifle on his back doing burpees. This dog. Gorilla messed up. No shirt. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Eating a whole fruit. A carrot up his ass? Yeah, yeah. that's how you end the show. <laughs> no, I appreciate you, dude. Thank uh, you, fellas. I appreciate you. Um, Marty, thank you so much thank for being you, here. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Tommy, thank you, appreciate you fine you. gentlemen. Thank and you very much. See you guys next week on Dope as Usual. Thank you, guys. This has been another episode of the Dope as Usual podcast. Have a dope ass day. Thanks for watching the podcast. If you thought this was dope, you'll like this episode too. And don't forget, the best way to support the show, tell a homie.